The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. Welcome to the Friday edition of Passion, where just about anything goes. Uh, coming up after 10.15, I'll share some stories and some uh, research uh, uh, research on um, different things, like uh, the case for playing hard to get, uh, questions to ask on a first date, according to divorce lawyers, some research on how women feel about sex and aging uh, for women, and also infidelity during the lockdown, a little bit of research done, actually Madison or survey done. It's not the most rigorous research, but it gives us a little a view into that. First, let's take a look at the inbox. Make a connection anytime at 514-800. You can always email me, laurie at drlaurie.com. And I promised uh, last night I got a question about antidepressants and I didn't have much time to go into it in depth. So I thought I would do that first, uh, first off because... Uh, antidepressants are the medication that are prescribed the most pretty much in the world. Uh, it doesn't, not, I'm not saying it's over prescribed, but I mean, that's hard to say. Um, there's, there's a lot of people that suffer from uh, depression. So depression drugs, antidepressants work by changing the balance of brain chemicals. So I talked to you about that uh, yesterday. Uh, it is a medical doctor or a psychiatrist who will prescribe that, but your GP can, unless it is, you have very severe uh, depression, then you will probably be referred to a, uh, a psychiatrist. There are different classes of antidepressants. It's not a one size uh, fits all. Generally, they do work well. Um, combination drug therapy and psychotherapy is actually has been shown to give the uh, the best results in terms of treatment. Um, people who are an, on antidepressants say they uh, do have improvements in in their symptoms like sadness or loss of interest and and hopelessness, but they don't work right away. So it Usually we tell uh, patients that it will take anywhere from one to three weeks before you start to uh, feel better and see the benefits and maybe even longer to get the uh, the full benefits. If your symptoms have not improved after three months, then you need to see your doctor again and they need to either adjust the dose or give you a different uh, antidepressant. Remember, they don't all doses and different kinds don't work for uh, for everybody. So it's something that you um, you really need to talk to and explore with with doctor and look at all the different uh, treatment options. Usually, people are on antidepressants for at least uh, six months, uh, so that would be the minimum. And Unfortunately, what a lot of people do is they start to feel good, so they go off of it, and they go off it drastically, and you're not supposed to do that. You have to go off it very slowly with the care of your, your doctor and, and such. Uh, there are side effects. We've talked about the sexual side effects of antidepressants, so 
definitely it could happen. Not everybody experiences all the side effects, but the sexual side effects could include difficulty with orgasm, difficulty with arousal, so erection for men, uh, for, for women as well. And then there are other side effects too that you, you can to your doctor. There are a lot of myths and this is why a lot of people are resistant. Like in oftentimes I'll hear in my office, oh, I don't believe in medication. And I'm like, it's not a philosophy to believe in or not believe in. Um, medications can help. And if you're suffering, you want to alleviate the suffering. So if you were diabetic, you would take insulin if you needed to, right? So it's just that because mental health issues are kind of invisible, they're not uh, so easy to point out, and people have a lot of misconceptions and uh, adhere to a lot of myths surrounding antidepressants. Like some people worry that they're going to, that, that antidepressants will somehow turn them into uh, robots, you know, that it's not, it's not what it does. It eases the feelings of sadness, makes you a bit more numb, but it does not get rid of your emotions. You are, it's just that you are better able to deal with the emotions. Another fear that people have is that they're going to have to take these drugs for life. But most people are on antidepressants from anywhere to six to, uh, to months. Uh, that's it. Some people need it more if they have rent um, depression. So some people have multiple, have had multiple episodes of depression in their life. So they prefer to stay on it uh, long-term and, and that's okay. The, the studies for the long-term effects are not uh, negative. So it's something that they can, they can do. And don't forget the talk therapy part of treatment is also very effective in uh, treating depression, especially in combination. So I hope that that helps a little bit. Last night we did a show on uh, fetishes and I got this email that says, I have a fetish called plushophilia and I know that it's not harmful. So plushophilia or plushies as they are called are people who get aroused from, uh, let's say, uh, like, like stuffed toys, like plush toys or they uh, some of them can even dress up as um, free animals they're sometimes called furries or or plushies or things like that that is definitely one that is far more common than than we think if you go online you will find thousands upon thousands of pages uh, dedicated to this uh, to this dish absolutely and groups of people and and we're people can join and meet up with another uh, email. I'm one of the silent listeners to your show and have been listening to your show about three times a week since last November. I'm still in the process of a divorce. My husband left me about a year ago. I'm the mother of three, uh, two teens, one preteen. We were married for a little over 20 years, but there was really never any true love, so it was a matter of time. I think our marriage was more an arrangement of convenience and getting married too young. 
We are on speaking terms, and he remains a good dad. The more I listen to your show, the more I realize that every marriage has problems, most of the same nature or related. You read a poem that really pulled up my heart. The poem started with, What Does True Love Mean to You? I played it back, and it kept bringing tears to my eyes. It was not a sad poem, but it brought to light a few things to me and my past. You yourself have given me insight on myself and who I am. I have no intentions of dating soon, but I have a daughter who is starting to date, and I'm very concerned. Young boys today are not like they were when I was 16, and some things never change. It was because of your show I was able to work up the courage of giving both teen daughters the sex talk and talk about boys and sexuality. Way to go. Uh, We are finding 2020 very difficult, but yesterday my daughters told me that they had a great summer. We did lots of things together, like going to the beach, etc., even though we have a pool, but just being out and seeing others enjoying a hot summer day was nice. We have become closer and they all help out around the house your show has made me laugh as well with stupid sex stories and that poem about the trump biden debate was priceless i don't know where you found the poem poet but i'm sure it is a woman no man can write a poem about love and the endless meanings like that poem described no he's a man (laughs) you're wrong Thank you, Dr. Lori, for making my life and I'm sure many others just a bit better and giving us a better understanding of love, sex, and relationships. P.S. I bought my first toy because of your show and I'm on my third set of batteries laughing. (laughs) I love it. A text writes, Hi, Dr. Lori, I have to say I'm still, for better or worse, chauvinistic about not taking medications, but I know they absolutely can and do help people in clinical depression circumstance. I have the opposite of fetish for plushies. When I see you, I run. Yes, you might turn on some people. Who knows? From the pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. Just about anything goes tonight. If you want to contribute to the show, you know you can do that by text at 514-800 or you can let me hear your voice at 514-790-0800. If you have questions throughout the evening, I'm happy to answer them. If you have comments about some of the stuff we're talking about, then I'm happy to read those as well. This is an article, 25 Moves Menus from Porn That Women Absolutely Hate. And this was taken to women. I'll just share... Uh, a few of them, they fail to realize that just because this or that move was met by exaggerated moans in one porno doesn't mean all women are dying to experience it in real life. So I'm going to name you a few. When they go from butt to vagina, good way to get an infection. Once you go butthole, you don't go back. (laughs) Don't expect porn noises from us. Some girls are loud, some aren't. If all sexual interactions sounded like porn, then it would be much worse living next to your elderly neighbors. Uh, Stop jackhammering into us right off the bat. Warm up to it and get us wet. Going faster when you tell them something feels good. Tip, don't change a goddamn thing. Keep up the same pace. Uh, That we just instantly get in the mood. You walk into the room and think I'll just immediately want you. No, I'm still thinking about that embarrassing thing I did last week. I need more than three minutes to get into it. Uh, Another one says, I absolutely do not want you to put your penis in my mouth after anal. 
uh, thinking that we orgasm from two minutes of penetration alone. Uh, or, uh, this one is funny, spreading our butt cheeks apart while doing doggy or reverse cowgirl. Do you want me to fart, bro? <laughs> uh, foreplay. It's literally crucial if you want the girl to get anything out of it at all. Sure, sometimes penetration is good, but it shouldn't be the standard for sex. Expecting the woman to shoot forth a geyser of fluid. If something happens, it's a trickle, not old faithful. These are moves men use from porn that women absolutely hate. You can probably get the full article uh, online. Uh, Thinking all women love to deep throat without coming up for air. And the last one, I'm so annoyed by men's obsession with penis sizes. Believe it or not, I don't fantasize about a 13-inch monster poking my cervix. If you're large, cool. If you're average or less than, also cool. I don't really care about the length, just about what you do with what. So I thought it was kind of fun. Here's some research on playing hard to get. Apparently, when it comes to securing a mate, we want a challenge we've all heard it right if you want to attract somebody oh just play it cool don't seem desperate play a little bit hard to get make them work for it well according to research uh, when it comes to securing a mate people do prefer a challenge this was a recent study out of the university of rochester here's the scenario they give you've just met two potential mates number one makes it clear from the get-go that they are interested in you and only you all their cards are out on the table number two however is more of a mystery their intentions are unclear and you're left guessing if they have feelings for you who are you likely to be more attracted to Well, for many of us, number two wins in a landslide every time. For starters, it's the same reason we're drawn to mysteries. Uncertainty is thrilling. The human mating dance thrives on curiosity, that exhilarating anticipation of waiting to see how the other person feels. Now research supports yet another reason. Those who don't make their romantic intentions immediately obvious are viewed as more valuable and appealing than those who do. People who are too easy to attract may be perceived as more desperate. So to test this theory, the research team conducted different, uh, three different experiments in which the subjects interacted with what they called insiders, so researchers who posed as participants in different social situations. The findings from the two groups indicated that participants were more interested in putting in the effort to change a potential mate's mind than not. The insiders who had to be convinced of something were seen as more valuable and sexually attractive than those where no such effort was required. And finally, the goal of the third study was to measure sexual attraction as well as desire to pursue a future relationship between participants and insiders based on free-form chat messages. Again, the hard-to-get insiders received higher values along with more flirtatious messages and date proposals compared to the easy to get uh, ones so the message seems pretty clear playing hard to get makes you more 
desirable. But according to the research, there is one caveat. If playing hard to get makes you seem disinterested or arrogant, it will backfire, which is to say that instead of being totally unavailable, try to build a connection gradually and avoid revealing too much too soon. If you discern a romantic spark with someone, let them put in the effort to woo you and in turn make them feel like you'll come around event. few text messages on the subject. I dated a girl that told me I should be chasing her like a hunter and think of her like a trophy deer head on the wall. I said if I wanted a trophy, I would go out and buy one. Well, but I think she was sending you the message, right? Like do a little bit of wooing. Don't give too much too soon. I mean, yes, it all sounds like game playing and such, but I'm just sharing the research here, right? Go ahead, ladies, play hard to get because when we get what we want, it is you we will soon forget, LOL. I'm not sure. These porn related reality check comments are great. Yes, and I wish people would listen to that because what they learn on porn, mm, really great. <laughs> All right, nine questions to ask on a first date according to divorce lawyers. I thought this was pretty brilliant. Divorce lawyers, of course, are on the front line, right? When it comes to, well, uh, relationships uh, falling apart. So it kind of makes them good at giving dating advice because they hear a whole lot of stuff. So here's the advice. Number one, when was the last time you talked to your siblings or parents? Remember, these are questions to ask on your first, second, or third date, I would say. When was the last time you talked to your siblings or parents? Uh, one lawyer says, I would find a way to ask your date about how close they are to their family. I see many divorces caused by one person being so close to their family that they prioritize them over the marriage and have poor boundaries. Once you are married, your marriage has to be protected and prioritized over the relationship you have with your family of origin. On the flip side, bad family relationships can be a sign of personality disorders and an inability to sustain relationships in a long-term way. Hmm. Another one says, do you believe in happily ever after? All relationships require work and commitment from both parties to make them work. Someone who thinks happily ever after just happens is probably not going to be a great partner, according to one divorce attorney. Another one says, ask, are you married? And she says, seriously, ask this. Separated or married means not yet divorced. Your date should be divorced. Another one, what do you love most? about your job. Ask about their work. Do they have a sense of pride in what they do? Are they passionate about it? Or do they go from job to job? Or conversely, are they married to their job and have little room uh, for staying in bed on a cold Sunday morning or traveling to exotic places or even 20 minutes uh, without constantly looking at their um, emails? That's a red flag. So too much work or a work history that's very spotty. Where did you go on your last vacation? These are things I wouldn't even think to ask. Uh, this lawyer says, what you really want to know is how did you pay for your last vacation? Which, of course, is a hard question to ask outright. But you can kind of, 
you know, they can tell you that they went on this great vacation and you can say, wow, how did you pay for that kind of question? So basically it's about finding out how your date handles money. Did they make a large purchase by saving over time uh, and putting, or did they put the, the trip on a credit card? They say it can lead to information about how much debt your potential mate has and their um, general attitude toward debt and money in general. Another question, do you know who Johnny Carson is? That's pretty funny. Basically, according to this divorce lawyer, find a way to ask your date how old they are. Many of our divorce clients swear they had no idea how young or old their spouse was until after they were engaged. That makes absolutely anyhow. Uh, and then, uh, do you consider yourself a good communicator? Uh, another one is how did your last relationship end? That should tell you a little bit. Do they take ownership? Uh, for part of the relationship's failure. If they do, it shows their humility, their honesty, and their ability for personal growth, which is a good sign. And then the final question, if you could go back in time, what's the one thing you would change about your life? Uh, and then they talk about some bad signs like I should have married my high school sweetheart with whom I still stay in touch. That might be a really bad sign. This is Passion on CJAD 800. Let me share with you our stupid sex story of the day, then I'll answer a few questions and some texts here. Uh, here's the headline. Singapore court finds woman guilty of pouring hot water on boyfriend's groin after she suspected he was being unfaithful. Hmm. Over their 11 years of dating, they broke up a few times and during one such break, he reconciled with his ex-wife. One evening, while he was sleeping on a sofa in her living room, the woman emptied a mug of hot water on his groin. He ended up suffering second and third degree burns over 12% of his body with a mug, a mug of hot water. It doesn't make sense, but okay. Uh, she is uh, charged with uh, voluntarily causing grievous hurt to him. And the judge rejected uh, this woman's defense, by the way, she was 50 years old, and convicted her. She could be jailed up to 15 years or for life and fined. This is in Singapore. So over the years, the, this was a very up and down relationship. And uh, in 2015, she believed her boyfriend was unfaithful. In 2017, again, believed he was unfaithful. Uh, you know, she took a mobile phone and saw some kind of message. Then she goes to the kitchen, gets the water boiling, comes back and pours the hot liquid on his groin over his uh, pants. Apparently the guy spent 26 days in the hospital and was given 39 days of medical leave. He could not work for about six months after the incident. All that with a cup of boiling people do to each other. It's beyond. We have uh, Carlene on the line. Carlene on the line? No? Okay. Uh, sorry, Carlene. We, uh, Let's see, my wife and I told each other way too much about our exes and every terrible thing that ever happened to either of us, but we don't care. We love each other. 
uh, in terms of questions. Where did you go on your last vacation? I hate questions like that. I hate talking about money or work for that matter on my free time. Another text writes, and it is a popular perception that the first person that a recently divorced person has sex with is their lawyer. I'm not sure how true that is. You certainly see it in uh, television. I don't know if that happens in real life. Another question, I don't know if you hate this one or you ask this one, what kind of car do you drive? And on uh, playing hard to get, one woman I was with when I once said to her playfully, you want me to fight for you, huh? She said, well, it shouldn't be too easy. So there you go. Uh, There was an episode of Soap where wife poured hot coffee on husband's crotch, suspecting he was unfaithful. As he was in agony, she said, what's the matter? No cream this morning. (laughs) Okay. Please, I want to know, how can I have sex if I have incontinence? I'm a 55-year-old female. Well, first you have to treat the incontinence or the cause of the incontinence. So you need to be able to check with your doctor. But if you empty void your bladder before sex you it shouldn't be a problem and if a little bit leaks out it's not the end of the world it's really not the end of the world so uh you can and you can talk about your doctor too there aren't there medications for that and and things like that so our passion poet weighs in the world is in turmoil we are at the precipice of change how we see the world today will soon be rearranged if you take a closer look it is obvious to see that our wisdom is being overtaken and we are ruled by technology governments have finally realized our suspicions are unfounded the world must come together with ideas that are more grounded 2021 is around the corner let us hope for a better year remove disease famine and war and most of all remove here let's uh let's all hope (laughs) let's all hope so how important is sex as women age it's often thought that older women lose interest in sex that's the uh, common thinking but not so true many women continue to rate sex as important and this is according to a uh, a new study the lead author is out of uh, the university of pittsburgh more than 3200 women took part in the study it was called the study of women's health across the nation For 45% of respondents, sex was important early in midlife and became less so over time. Uh, For 27%, sex remained important throughout midlife. And for 28%, sex was of low importance. Black women were more likely to say sex was important throughout midlife, but Chinese and Japanese women were more likely to regard sex as not important or less important. Women with depressive symptoms also were more likely to regard sex as unimportant. Well, it's a symptom of different folks. Uh, Sexual satisfaction was linked with high levels of importance of sex, as was higher education. The researchers say studies like these provide valuable insights to healthcare providers who may otherwise dismiss a woman's waning sexual desire as a natural part of aging. Often there are other treatable reasons such as vaginal dryness or depression as to why a woman's interest in sex 
may have decreased. Very true. It isn't just because a person has aged, but what happens to the aging body? And hormones play a role in this and all happen for sure. Lots of people don't care if you pee on them. Just find somebody like that for the incontinence. Well, some people actually get aroused by that. That's a whole other thing. Here's something interesting. The headline was Love Beyond Lockdown. How Infidelity is Boosting Marriage During a Global Pandemic. Hear this again. How Infidelity is boosting marriage during a global pandemic. Of course, (laughs) who did this research? Ashley Madison, uh, the world's uh, leading married dating uh, site. So they, uh, according to their research, and they do analytics on, you know, people who sign up and such, they have seen an uptick in uh, signups just shortly after the lockdown began. So somewhere in March, signifying a heightened interest in extramarital affairs. Uh, And many, according to them, many of the people who were surveyed have said that having affairs keeps them married. wonder what some of you think about that. Having affairs keeps them married. This is what a lot of people who are on these sites claim. So in an effort to understand the motivations behind choosing infidelity over divorce during a pandemic and how marriage will be impacted in the future, the company released a detailed report entitled Love Beyond Lockdown. And this is uh, what they found. Finding number one, lack of sexual initiation is the primary complaint of married individuals during lockdown. Thus, many aren't having sex and have become less attracted to their partners. 58% of members say their spouse has not initiated any sort of sexual intimacy during lockdown. Uh, 75% of cheaters are having less sex than usual or no sex at all with their spouse and 41% have become less attracted to them. For 53% of members, lockdown has been the most time they've spent with their primary partner and not having their sexual needs met at home is the reason 64% of them have been having affairs during the pandemic. 76% have essentially given up on trying to revive their sex life with their spouse and 74% are unlikely to stop having physical affairs once the pandemic has passed. 74% percent. Oh, wow. So they have a few findings here. Uh, Ashley Madison puts together, uh, they did their own little research with the hordes of people who sign up, married people who sign up because they are looking for affairs. So they've seen an uptick. You would think with not being able to see anybody that it would be less, but no, it's more. So I'll share with you some more findings Uh, and why they think infidelity is boosting marriage during the pandemic. Passion with Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. 
little bit of everything on this uh, Friday night. We're talking about how infidelity is boosting marriage during global pandemic, according to research done by Ashley Madison, I I might add. So please take these numbers with a grain of salt. But first, let's get to Patricia on the line who wants to share with us. Hi, Patricia. Good evening. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? Well, I'm 80 years old. Oh, nice. And uh, I've been a widow for 23 years. My late husband was U.S. Air Force pilot. Okay. And I had a wonderful, wonderful marriage. We got married in Vegas. <laughs> it's not I got the... married in shorts and straw hats. <laughs> <laughs> that was different for back then, wasn't it? Oh, I had a wonderful husband. You a were... wonderful man. You were rebels. And uh, we spend like 24 hours a day together. Wow. And I loved every minute of it. So what was this, what's the secret then? If you had one piece of advice to give to young people getting married today, what would it be? Don't be selfish. Understand each other. Share with each other your problems. Mm-hmm. And... Just love each other. Don't complain so much. <laughs> I like that. Don't complain so much because, hey, it can go away. And I'm sorry for your loss, Patricia, but I'm so happy that you get all these wonderful. You get I to... listen to you every night and I enjoy your program. Well, thank you, Patricia. I appreciate that. Really do. You stay safe, okay? You too. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. So lovely to hear happy stories really as one person says be honest with each other all the time yes uh, uh, infidelity boosting marriage ah okay from ashley madison enough said eyes rolling these supposed stats even if true are from their clientele who are cheaty motivated in their existing relationships and possibly even deceitful in those survey replies i'm not sure they're so deceitful in the survey replies but Let's remember that it who the these people are. We're not talking about the general population here. We're talking about specifically people who join sites like uh, Ashley Madison. That is crazy. I do not agree, and I truly hope that is an inaccurate statistic. But then again, done by a dating site. I remember having a girlfriend that sex was not great. I figured if I ever married her, I would end up cheating on her. So I broke up with her instead. Well, yeah, that was probably the better thing to do than going into marriage thinking I'm going to be cheating on you at some point. A uh, question. Do you think there will be a baby boom during a COVID lockdown? I think we're, well, we're certainly going to see COVID babies. I don't know how much of a, a boom it will be. Uh, I guess time will tell. We'll see if it's more than the average or less than the average because really a lot of people are not into having sex because of the stress and the strain, but that's not everybody, right? So I guess, uh, I guess we shall, uh, we shall see if someone knows someone who wins a lot of money and they don't tell you for over two years, are they liars or good secret holders? 
first of all, I would hesitate to call somebody a liar because they withhold information like their finances, right? So if it's, you're talking about a friend or are you talking about a partner? If you're talking about a friend who doesn't tell you, for example, that they won the lottery, they may have their own reasons for that. So I wouldn't be so quick to judge them as liars. They have their own reasons for keeping their secret. So I would go with the good secret holder rather than, uh, um, a lie. Okay. So back to the Ashley Madison research, uh, one of the findings is that people don't look to their partner in times of uncertainty and stress. They look outside their partner. They say people, again, it, the people that they interviewed who are already on the site, right? So during lockdown, married people report feelings of boredom. So 49% of their sample isolation and loneliness was 30% frustration and anger, 29% worry and fear at 24% and anxiety and overwhelm at 24%. In spite of this, 95% of their members were still interested in finding and maintaining outside relationships near the beginning of lockdown. And cheaters have come to learn that having an affair during a pandemic is something to look forward to. That's 34% of them said this, a great distraction for 23% and means they have someone in a similar situation they can talk to at 14%. Another finding, uh, the pandemic has not decreased the desire or ability to cheat. In fact, it has fueled it. Thanks to modern technology, lockdown has not put an end to affairs. Though most cheating has gone virtual, many married daters are still meeting their affair partner in person. However, they have introduced new precautions. So... They are maybe a little more selective with who they go on in-person dates with. They are doing socially distant dating, I suppose, um, and things like that. Or they're having different kinds of dates, but they're still doing it. And another finding, with the bulk of time now spent at home, married people having affairs deem their infidelity an integral form of self-care and a way for them to stay married. What a statement, right? Uh, They say, despite the increase in divorce filings as a result of the lockdown, ending their marriage is the last thing on members' minds. In fact, 92% of the members who answered this question, who are Ashley Madison subscribers, disagree with or aren't even considering the statement, I will file for divorce following social distancing and their infidelity is to thank for that. Cheating during lockdown has made 47% of members feel sexual, 45% excited and 44% desired but the benefits run deeper than just feeling sexy. 32% of members feel appreciated, 30% feel relaxed, 28% feel confident, and 19% feel acknowledged. Then they can't get any of this home. While many Ashley Madison members cheat primarily for sex, they reap the additional personally therapeutic benefits, which are especially helpful in this unique lockdown situation and can make them more patient and tolerant of their situation at home while they, of course, are cheating. 
Finally, decreased socialization is calling into question the role of the primary partner as the sole confidant, friend, lover, and source of peace. The pandemic has changed the way we interact with others and has made us diligent about who we socialize with. The practice of selective socialization or bubbles may help married people realize they can't depend on their spouse for everything and think about who can fulfill which of their needs. Okay, but we have friends for that. We have family members for that. Do we need to have affairs for that? Does that make any sense? Let's take this with a grain of salt. We know these are the results from... Ashley Madison statistics, but it's happening. Why is there an uptick in signups to a site like Ashley Madison uh, during the pandemic? I think a lot of people are bored. A lot of people are online uh, and, um, you know, they, they figure, and I'm sure some people figure, oh, you know, it's no big deal. I'm not going out where I'm just seeing, let's see if I can match up with people or they're doing some sexting or something like that. And maybe they think that's not cheating because I'm not actually having sex with anybody. No, but you are betraying your partner and you're going behind their back and you're spending time with someone else that you could be spending time instead with your partner. Very, uh, sad. Quite. Thank you guys for spending your time with me, as some of you for spending your week with me, or even just tonight. I appreciate it. I appreciate uh, you taking the time to text me or write me as well. Uh, thanks to Nicole Proano, our technical producer, to Linda Delisi, our passion researcher. If you want to connect with me on social media, you could do that at Dr. Lori Batito or through my website at drlori.com, D-R-L-A-U-R-I-E.com, where you'll, you can find also all the podcasts. There's a little tab there that says Passion Radio. You can find all the past shows there, or if you have the iHeart app, you can just go to our CJD page and uh, you can pick there as well. Coming up next here on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening, a fabulous weekend, and remember to live your life with passion. Lost in-